your host, Monica Quinn. Today, Adam and I are going to be having a wonderful conversation with an award-winning filmmaker named Michael Welsh. Michael was featured in Moving Parts Film Festival in 2019 with his award-winning film, The Millennial Condition. Michael has a background in film, theater, and television. He's based in Nashville, Tennessee. He is primarily a director and a producer, and he also works in live television broadcast. He's best known for his work on The Millennial Condition, an award-winning film with over 34 awards. Also known for CMA Music Festival, American Saturday Night Live from the Grand Old Opry, and his independent film, No Time to Waste. Enjoy our conversation with Michael Welsh. Hello, Michael Welsh. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, you're based in Nashville, is that right? Definitely. I am in Nashville, Tennessee. I live right beside the airport. We really enjoyed your work that you submitted to the Movie Parts Film Festival, The Millennial Condition. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and what inspired you to create that film? Yeah, definitely. So it actually dates back. The first draft I wrote of that was back in 2017. And I kind of wrote it based on one serious relationship I had in college. Not fully, but I plucked some ideas from it. And the original argument and theme in that was couple was going through a breakup and she had cheated on him because that is what happened to me. So I kind of wanted to draw from that. I liked it. I let a few really close friends read it and they liked it. And, you know, I just kind of shelved it. Just sometimes that just happened. Then in 2018, I had a relationship with the girl and it did not go well. Um, and needless to say, after our relationship ended, I booked a flight to Miami. I flew down there, solo vacation for a week. And while I was down there, I started thinking of like, man, that was a good idea I had with that script. Like I felt inspired to go back and rework it and take out the cheating aspect because while that might be relatable to people, it's fairly common, I guess. And I wanted to replace that with something that was even more relatable and more powerful, which is why I came to the lack of self-love and like what that can do in a relationship. So I came back from Miami and I started working on it, wrote it, rewrote it, rewrote it, and then got to where I felt like it was a million times better than the first draft I wrote back in 2017. A lot of scripts I write, I, I feel really good about them and then I shelve them and then I go back and reread them. And I'm just kind of like, eh, well, maybe not like that idea I'm not in love with. But this one, something specific about it, I kept going back to like being able to relate to my audience like I never have before in my other films. And what can you relate to with people more than relationships? We've all been through them. First film that I've ever crowdfunded. After I rewrote it, I was like, I wanna do this the right way. I have a great network of people here in Nashville and I wanna be able to pay them and see how that whole process worked in general. I honestly feel like I annoyed a lot of people on social media <laughs> that I'm friends with just by sharing the link constantly and trying to get donations and stuff. But I mean, we raised roughly almost like $6,000 for it. I had no idea what to expect. You know, I was like, are we going to raise 500, like 500 bucks, a thousand bucks? Like what's it going to be? And yeah, it did really well. And I think people like, we, I made a whole like pitch video for it. And I think people, a lot of people here know me at this point. This is my seventh short film I've done, plus all the other work I do. So people who follow me, they, they kind of were just like, okay, they bought into the idea I was trying to pitch in the sense of like a relatable relationship driven 
combined with just the millennial generation mindset that goes into dating. So yeah, that process was was pretty interesting. We did a 30-day campaign and then started shooting last, last September. And to date, your film has won multiple awards. Is it 26? It's up to, it's up to 34 on IMDb now. I never expected anything like that. Completely blown away by the success of it. I really am. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your journey. The journey, yeah. Um, I went to uh, I went to college at Middle Tennessee State University out here, and they have an amazing television program, and they have a pretty solid film program. So I did both when I was there, and I made my first film back in 2014 it's called The Exchange, and it is just all over the place idea wise. Looking back on it, it's just hilarious. But there's still some things about it I like, which is so funny that it's the oldest one and I'm just like, I could rewrite this and this could be kind of cool. You know, I've, I've toyed with that idea a few times. But yeah, I kind of went through school and I made a few short films there and I got an internship at a video production company here in Nashville. And when I did that, I started meeting all the like the, the Nashville community of filmmakers and that internship is just I'm uh, so thankful for it. It opened a lot of doors. The name of it is uh, Deaton Flanagan Productions. They they basically like they've done every music video that you can think of for the past like 20 years in Nashville, and they executive produced CMA Fest, CMA Awards, all that stuff. So I got to sit down with the director there, who I have so much respect for, and he would just give me all kinds of insight. Like I showed him that film, The Exchange, and he straight up, you know, he was he was harsh, but in a constructive criticism way you know and that just kind of prepared me for this industry in general because it is like that you know art hits people in different ways and yeah he gave me a lot of advice and a lot of things that I literally like used on the millennial condition I remember from conversations I had with him six years ago so yeah I got uh out of school and I started doing a lot, a lot of live events live broadcast stuff but I always wrote like I love writing like like coming up with ideas and uh just writing screenplays and everything i just it's a release for me and it's i can just turn off the world and and do it you know so i started participating and they have a lot of time film festivals here like 54 hour and 48 hour film fest i'm sure that they're everywhere so i started participating in those as a way to be able to like at least make one film a year or at least try to was kind of my mindset i didn't want to deviate from the filmmaking aspect, because it, here in Nashville, the film market is not huge. The live event and live television market is exponentially growing, but they they don't shoot movies here. We do music videos and commercials. Every now and then a narrative gets shot here, but not super often. So I didn't want to lose that. So I wrote Through Thick and Thin, and I made that and another short film, No Time to Waste, back in 2018. One was part of the Time Festival, and the other one was one I just wrote and made. And after that is when Millennial Condition came into play. And ever since I've uh, completed that one, I have like a new fire like lit under me that I didn't have before. And I, I think it's because, it's not just because of the success, it's just I feel like I finally made something that resonated with people. Whereas the other movies may have been enjoyable, I still like the No Time to Waste one. It's the fun little three minute short. But this one was like so personal to me and I just have never felt more like confident making a film as I had this one. It's changed my mindset and my like overall perspective of filmmaking. I'm just like, okay, I can approach every film this way now. 
The good thing about the Nashville market, in my opinion, is that it's not huge in the sense of there's not a lot of big narrative shot here, but it's a small community of like great, great people to work with. And there's several people that I went to college with. Grant Moore was the director of photography on the Millennial Condition. He pretty much is my DP on everything I do these days. And he is my best friend and we work amazing together. I met him in college and, and we work on everything. We're actually have built our own network of people here. We're in the middle of like launching our own production company here. And the goal is to be able to make narrative projects like the one we just did combined with just whatever commercial music video content. It's called Focus Ring Cinema. It's actually, I've had it under my past few projects and we're in the middle of putting together a demo reel and building a website and all that stuff. But I was just talking to him about that the other day. We're at a point where we've been doing this long enough to where we have built a really nice network of people where we could put together a crew for a shoot, which five years ago, of course, wouldn't have been nearly as easy as it is now, but I feel confident in the in the people that we've surrounded ourselves with, for sure. Hey, Michael, I was wondering if you could speak on your collaborative process, what it was like for you on the millennial condition, because it was such a personal story. So what was it like working with your DP and your actors? How is this film different for you? So uh, that's a great question because it is so different from every other film that I've done. And on the other films I did, we would maybe have a few production meetings before. And of course we'd storyboard and everything and we'd go do it and it was great. This was so much more in depth, way more in depth than I've ever done. I mean, I met with the the talent. We had like a once a week type meeting where they would come over to my house and we would go through the script. We'd read lines, we'd hammer out this and that. Lindsay in the film, she was just like, this is amazing. Like, I wish I got to do this for a lot of my projects because I guess it's one of those things that it makes total sense to do that, but sometimes you're just not able to for whatever reason, or if it's a low budget or no budget short film, you can't ask someone to dedicate all that time sometimes, but they love the story as well. So, I mean, we were meeting and going through lines and that helped so much when we got on the shoot day as one would imagine you know we get on the shoot day and we've been through this so many times they knew what i wanted i knew what i wanted from them if there was any tweaks i would step in and we'd go from there it's the same with grant dp wise we met up and we storyboarded the entire thing and we had almost weekly meetings about how we're going to shoot it we came to an understanding of it's a simple story at the end of the day it is so we wanted to shoot it in a very simple way. We wanted the cinematography to mirror the storytelling. We met at that and I was like, that's a great idea. You know, let's have shots on sticks, maybe a little dolly movement here, like nothing, no crazy tracking. And I mean, I think the only tracking we did was the park flashback scene. And for that, it was, it was motivated a little bit. But other than that, it was just, we wanted to shoot it very simple. And he had just bought a few new cameras and cinema lenses. So we were just going through all of our gear and just figuring out how we were going to shoot it. And it was, oh, it was amazing. Like seriously, the pre-production was just, as, the entire process was amazing. But just being able to hammer out those details after making this, I just know going to make my next film, man, we did it this way and it 
went so well, like let's mirror that and just continue to grow, you know. What advice would you give to a budding filmmaker who's starting out? Is there any nuggets of wisdom you might be able to share with our audience? I think that there's two things, and it's funny you ask that because I think I, I think about that semi-often in the sense of where I've started, where I'm at now, a lot of reflecting. That's just kind of how I am. And I know that there's two things I didn't do when I started out that I really wish I would have that I even did with the millennial condition was for one, I was very concise and confident in the vision I had. Past films I made, we would do a take. I would watch it back or I would look at Grant and he would say that was good. And then someone else would give me their two cents and someone else would give me their two cents, like other crew members. And the next thing you know, I'm rethinking like, oh, well, maybe we should do it this way. And then you fall behind schedule and then you end up shooting something that maybe wasn't even a part of your original vision because other people gave their insight. And that is not a bad thing, but too much of it is. What I've learned is like when you're making any kind of narrative or you're shooting anything and you have a specific vision for it, you have to stick to that as much as possible while leaving the door open for ideas and possible collaboration with actors, specific crew members. You're not going to have someone, a production assistant coming up telling you, you should shoot it this way. If your AD comes over to you and he's like, what if we did this? And you think about it and you make a decision. What I used to do is I would think about it and then I'd talk to someone else about it. And then, you know, you just, you get distracted and your vision kind of gets a little clouded. With the millennial condition, Grant would ask me a question and I would answer it immediately. I'd be like, no, we don't need to do that. We're doing this. We're moving on. I was a whole different director on that movie than I've ever been on any other project. And I think it's partly because of how personal it is and how confident I was in that vision. But that is something that I think that people who are coming up and directing, like that they, they need to stick to. It doesn't matter if there's, if it's their first film or their seventh, have confidence in your vision. And the other thing that I've learned mainly from working with Lindsay in the past few years, just get uh, Lindsay Ross, the lead actress, she is fantastic. Trust your actors. I've been surprised by working with her and working with a few more that I've worked with the past few years, just if I just trust them, what they can do. Because I feel like some directors get bogged down on micromanaging their actors. And it's this weird, like, split. You have to you have to do give and take, pretty much. But with the millennial condition, I mean, her and Michonne showed up, and they put their headphones in, and listening to, I don't even know what they were listening to, but they were basically crying in between takes. I didn't bother them between takes, because they were getting in that headspace. Hear stream in headphones in and it definitely paid off you know you can watch their performances and it's just they're dialed into it you know did you know all these people starting out i've done some auditions for past films but like the last no time to waste in this one i knew Lindsay. she's she does a lot of projects around here and i met her on uh that no time to waste the 54 hour film fest and she always does those every year i've seen her in so many of them and she's she has this range of charisma and straight just what you saw in the millennial condition and i really wanted to work with her and i worked with her in no time to waste and she had a very small role and then when i wrote this i was like she has the look that i want from the lead actors and then i was a camera assistant on a short film with Mashan. and the first thing i thought of i was like they look like a great couple like they had the look of a couple that I want. And I saw his acting skills on that. And I was like, okay, like, I, I think that he would be good. I reached out 
met up with him, had him read some lines. And then after that, I had him and Lindsay meet. Like we did all these meet, you know, it was so much more than I've ever done. And after they met and I just kind of saw how they interacted and we read some lines, I was just like, okay, I think, you know, I think this is it. I'm just curious about your favorite part of the indie film process because you have worked both professionally and in indie film and in Nashville. It's not even like you have to come to Hollywood or LA yeah. to do the Hollywood thing. It's like you're doing it. you're doing the film thing. I think you have the kind of career that people dream of. What's your favorite part of that indie process and being able just to make your own work as a writer, producer, and a director? No, I have a few things that I definitely love. And one of them with the indie process is seeing something great come to life that didn't necessarily have the budget, the locations, everything that goes into big feature films, big short films even. Seeing like a minimal what you put into it from a, a budget standpoint and then what it can actually become. So it's like that passion and that straight up love for this industry being demonstrated from a small level and the progression, I guess. I'm curious if the present time of COVID, if you feel any sort of call to action, what is it like for you now? Do you feel at all inspired? How are things changing for you? Like a lot of people, my life's turned upside down this year. It's been very difficult. But I have, I'm a, a positive person, so I try to find any kind of positivity and, you know, it's negative. So me being stuck at home with my two dogs, it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I started thinking, what can I do to stay creative? Because when this first happened, I was like, my creativity has been taken from me and I had no say in it. And that really sucked. A lot of people like lost a job and I feel like I lost my like way of life. And it's going to come back in one way, shape or form. But when there's no end date, all that stuff. And it's funny you asked that question, too, just because I, I came up with an idea for a documentary about this, like what COVID has done to film, television, music industry and everything. And I'm shooting interviews for it this Friday. And it's going to kind of hear the stories from other freelancers, company CEOs, et cetera, of just what they've went through because I know that I've went through the creativity being taken away has probably been the toughest part but I've also used it um, to come up with this idea for this doc. I started writing another short screenplay. This focusing cinema stuff and trying to get the website built and the demo reel cut together and all that, that probably wouldn't have happened if I was gone all summer doing jobs. So it's been tough but I can like see the light at the and you know I feel like it, there's there's some positivity to be able to take away from it for sure. I keep saying to people I think that we're being called to sit still and grow in some kind of way. So we're changing to become something better. I think good things are going to be coming out of this. I think we're going to see a lot of new creativity and stories and depth that we haven't seen yet. The pandemic has definitely made you really get to know yourself if you didn't already have that time to really think about what's important to evaluate your priorities. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that when when it's all said and done, it's it's going to change some people in a lot of good ways and create a lot of ideas. 
that uh, I'm very excited to see. And I mean, with anything that's negative or terrible, I mean, you got to be able to come out of it in a good way, or at least attempt to. You can't let it completely defeat you. And I love that you're kind of going in this new direction with a documentary. I never would have guessed that was your next thing, but I'm excited for you. I'm like, and I'm excited yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm actually, I, I, I love documentaries, but it's, I've never really, I thought maybe I'd make one, but I haven't, I never think about making documentaries. Right. Um, but yeah, for this one, I just felt like it's relevant. And I talked to Grant, who's going to be shooting it. And I was like, we can go shoot these interviews. We have a lot of people around here that have stories to tell about how this has affected them and what we can do from here. Right. And what what can, like the, the way I want it to end is to inform people who have no idea about our business. Like I have friends and family that they don't understand how much this has affected me. They just don't. And I want to be able just to inform and just kind of be like, what can we do from here? If this were to happen again, how can we be better prepared for it? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This has been a great experience. Uh, and I look forward to showing you guys more projects and seeing your festival grow and everything. You guys are fantastic. Wow, I really loved how he has cultivated his own filmmaking community in Nashville and has a group of artists that he's worked with and found a way of collaborating in a way that's so safe and protected and making incredible content. And they all push each other to make the work even better. Yeah, I was really inspired by, by him as a filmmaker and how flexible he is going from, you know, a short film and creating narrative content to now being affected by COVID and switching the format entirely by making a documentary to still stay active in the film process. And I think, you know, this, it says something about him that he can take a negative situation and turn it into something positive by making it art, by putting his message in it and by making it something positive. I think that's so beautiful. I do too. I love that. That's what it's all about. Hi, this is Monica with Points of View Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave us a review. As you know, Points of View Podcast is the official podcast of Moving Parts Film Festival. We've completed our fall selections and we'll be back next year in 2021. To learn more, visit our website at www.movingpartsfilmfestival.org. Thank you so much for listening.